Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. If I don't have a plan, then I'm floundering and I'm wasting time. And I think the biggest thing that people got to remember, whether you're going to the league, whatever league it may be, or whether you're becoming a, a businessman or a person, you know, outside of sports, you are a professional, right? So no matter what, you're a professional. So you have to have a plan to conduct yourself uh, uh, as such. And, and if you don't have that as a collegiate athlete trying to get to the NFL, trying to get to the uh, MLB, the NBA, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Thank you once again for tuning in for another episode of The Shark Effect. Um, very grateful for all the listeners all over the planet. I never thought that I would have people in China or New Zealand listening to me, listening to me and my guests, but it's happening and I'm very thankful. Um, I want to make sure that you guys know that my book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement, is on sale. It's not, I mean, it's... Yes, it is at Amazon, but if you want to grab yourself an autographed copy, you can go to yourultimateplaybook.com and grab yourself a copy. It's 20 bucks plus, I think it's $4 for shipping, shipping and handling. I um, want to make sure we get that out there to you. Okay? All right. Let's have a listen to our next episode.
my man Ryan Lauderdale. Man, it's good to see your face. Uh, just to kind of yes, give a, you know the folks a little backdrop. Um, I've known Ryan for maybe about eight eight years. Yeah, about eight. <laughs> about, about eight years, something like that. Well, yeah, we, you know, we both were, but yeah, both are, are trainers. Um, at the time when Nike had their big, um, uh, they was highlighting some phenomenal trainers throughout the shoot throughout the world. Um, they labeled a handful of us as Nike master trainers. And so when that happened, you know, you, you start to, you know, Nike starts to fly you out places and do different events and train or work with, you know, some high level people, influencers, athletes. And so I got a chance to kick it with my man, Ryan years ago, learned a lot from him. Um, he's an excellent performance specialist, uh, performance trainer. Um, he's down in the LA area and it's just, I know, you know, and, and he has a sports background. We're going to jump into all of that, but, um, you know, this is a dude who, you know, I lean on, um, very smart in not just in the fitness world, but just a, a smart human being, a wise cat that I think we all can be able to gain some wisdom from. So Ryan, man, it's good to have you on the shark effect, my man. Good to be here, man. Definitely always good to hear from you. My man. So, Ryan, man, tell us, tell my listeners a little bit about your, uh, your background. You know, can you give us the condensed, like, two-minute version? And then we'll dive in a little bit. Yeah, I'll give you Yeah, for sure, I'll give you the short version. Uh, lifelong athlete, uh, grew up in the L.A. area, Carson to be specific. Uh, always had dreams of playing college ball and beyond. I ended up eventually making it to the Division One level. I finished at San Jose State, uh, but because of injuries, uh, my pro aspirations uh, uh, definitely had to let that go and had to pivot into uh, to other things within life. And I was lucky that I was able to see that early on, so that I didn't continue to chase a dream uh, because I actually saw a lot of friends and former teammates do that. And the way I saw it was like, well, I can let it go and I can move forward and get ahead as opposed to continue to chase this dream and be five to six years behind and maybe not even make it to the league. Uh, and so for me, that wasn't an option. Uh, and so because I realized that my passion was sports, I came back into the sports world by way of being a performance coach. I worked at uh, Velocity Sports Performance uh, for a number of years. At the time, Velocity Sports Performance was, I think, the biggest uh, sports performance chain in the nation. Uh, and we had, uh, on the West Coast in the LA area, we had a contract with a large agency at the time. I think it was Athletes First that sent uh, a lot of their athletes to us for combine prep et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's been uh, a really great, challenging journey, uh, especially because I always thought that I'd be in the football world, the thing that I spent so much time studying and I love, and now I'm in the hockey world and I love it, uh, you know, because I realized the thing that would drove me at the end of the day was sports, and really the, the main catalyst was helping people become the best versions of themselves. And so on the fitness side of what I do of my business, 
that is it. You know, it's helping people be the best version of themselves and talking to them and finding what that is, right? Because not everybody wants to be, if you're a business professional, you're not training to be the next, you know, Chef Curry or or Bron, Bron, you know what I mean? You're not training to be that, but you're training to be the best version of yourself and understanding that that has changed from your collegiate days, from your youth, you know, especially if you've been an exec for, time, for some time. And so it's, uh, you know, helping those, helping assist those executives get to that best version of themselves, whatever they feel it is at that at any uh, given point in time. Man, I love that. You know, it's funny, man, you, you, you're talking about like that version of yourself that you didn't want to be like, man, I have like, honestly, like, especially this, this time of the year is I have athletes reach out to me through social media, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> LinkedIn, whatever. And, you know, they, they ask me questions about you know, continue to play football, whether they're a year removed from college. Um, and it can be division two, II, division one, whatever, but they have all these aspirations of making it into the, the NFL. And, you know, when you, when you, in anything, when somebody asks my opinion, you know, cause I don't give my opinion out and I only give my opinion out when I know, Either it's some person or some environment that I understand, that's when I give my opinion. And so a lot of times these cats ask my opinion what they need to do to make it to the NFL or to make it to professional sports. Typically it's football. And I tell them, I said, dude, it's a long road. And they ask me, like, how do they get an agent? I said, right then and there, man, if you ain't got no, if, if you don't have an agent, so somebody who's vetting you to these different clubs, these different teams, like the, the road is all, it, it, you already on the bubble. And there's a million guys like that yeah. who are on the bubble. And for you to be able to see that and be like, nah, I don't think I want to go this route. I'm going to go to somewhere where I'm passionate about. And I think there's a lot of trainers out there who, who play ball. doesn't matter if it's football or other sports. And they, they, they pivot to, you know, hey, I want to help out those, those other athletes. And I think that's pretty cool that you do that. What are some tips that you can be able to give, not just those, those athletes, but anybody who's entering to this, the fitness sector, whether it's you're training high-profile athletes or you're working with executives or, you know, the, the, the boot camp moms? Like, how do, what tips can you give us? I want to kind of hit on something you said a second ago about people chasing the dream. Uh, I think the biggest thing is you got to make a plan. All right? Your plan, whether your plan, what you have to do to get there, right? Sacrificing, training, you know, getting the right people around you, the right coaches, the right team to even get to the point of being at, a, you know, a good program, whether it be D1, D2, NAI, whatever it is. Uh, and then after that, you got to create a plan as well, right? how many years I'm going to chase this? If I don't get drafted, I'm a free agent. Like how many years am I giving to this thing, right? Is the NFL my ultimate? Is CFL, like, what is it? Or, you know, are there alternate leagues? Like, you know, what what is it? And if, if I don't have a plan, then I'm floundering and I'm wasting time. And I think the biggest thing that people got to remember, whether you're going to the league, whatever league it may be, or whether you're becoming a, 
uh, a businessman or a person, you know, outside of sports, you are a professional, right? So no matter what, you're professional. So you have to have a plan to conduct yourself uh, uh, as such. And, and if you don't have that as a collegiate athlete trying to get to the NFL, trying to get to the uh, MLB, the NBA, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. So now for those, you said, those people that have pivoted from sports that know that their plan is to help, I would say this. Do yourself <laughs> and everyone really the due diligence by making sure that you have done the work. Don't just say, I want to help and just jump in. Like, you got to make sure you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, because you could be hurting people more than helping them, right? Whether it be going down the road of, road of being a life coach, like, if you haven't lived enough life, you don't know enough, enough life situations, if you don't have a psychology background, if you don't, you might be doing people a disservice. So you might be taking someone <laughs> that's really close to, to where they need to be, and you might set them away, might be setting them far, far behind where, where they could have been uh, had they not talked to someone who's not doing ready. the exact opposite right? so of what you want to do. Just right? making sure that you're doing the work so that you are ready. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Exactly. That can happen. If someone hasn't done the work, they don't know what they're talking about. They're not fully. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to uh, set ourselves back. And so, uh, you know, for those people that have done the work, you know, I think that being in the sports world, you know, as a performance coach, strength coach, uh, being a trainer, being a physical therapist, it's a whole new world now with social media, with everything else. So it, it's made it so that you have a greater reach. You have, there's not really the same ceiling as it was before. Uh, you know, like 10, 20 years ago, there was a ceiling, man. If you didn't come in with certain things, if you didn't have the right people and had the right connections, you would hit the ceiling really quick and your opportunities would be limited. Nowadays, it's limitless. It's limitless. And so I would say really it's on the individual to think about a couple of things, right? We are our brand, right? We are a brand and how we carry ourselves every single day, right? The things we say, how what the image that we show on social media, the image that's off social media, right? How you react to certain things, et cetera, et cetera. And so just really understanding your brand and fine-tuning what you want your brand to be and then uh, cultivating that business around your brand and and thinking which avenue you want to be in. So if it is in the fitness world, understand what your brand is and think about how you can further serve the people that you serve. Man, I love that. So I'm taking notes. All right, so making a plan. Do the work. So gaining gaining that knowledge, that expertise, building your brand. Yeah. The cool thing is all these things are foundational right. principles, I believe. Right. And it doesn't matter if you are looking to be that performance trainer yes. or if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, if you want to sell donuts down the street, if you want to be a VP somewhere. I, I think these three things are very um yeah. They're very powerful. And like you said, building your brand. You know, it was different 10 years yeah. ago when 10 or 12, 15 yeah, years ago when that. it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, when it wasn't social media. Like now, if you if you know what you're talking about and you stay consistent with it, where people like, you know, there's a speed coach, man, I always follow. Or if it's a strength coach that I always follow, somebody who's, 
man, he works on glutes or whatever, or whatever. It's like staying consistent with that brand. Yeah. So in saying that, like, what is your brand, Ryan? Like, what are you all about? I mean, that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, my brand is right now from the sports world. It doesn't matter what sports I work with. It is really identifying those limiting factors within the athletes I'm, that I work with and helping them with performance. All right. So performance means something different from sport to sport. All right. And so it's just more of understanding what sport they're in and helping them to increase that performance by way of my biggest thing is when I talk to people, uh, and talk to athletes when we're training, especially when we're talking about movement sessions, I care about efficiency, right? And so that word efficiency applies to the business firm as well, right? The business firm by way of the business person, they come to me and allows me to speak to them and speak into their life and, and give my experiences. Or if we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the combine, we're talking about 40, we're talking about acceleration, we're talking about that drive phase, like, if we're inefficient, if we're losing uh, anything, we're talking about like force and power, then our times will be affected uh, because of those things. And so my biggest thing is is that, and I'm kind of like that that guy who's able to see the small details that I can change things and uh, you know make those small changes to create big results for people in the end. Love that, man. Love that. So can you tell us um... – when we're working on this, you know, when you're working with your athletes, I assume that leadership plays a role, right? So your ability to influence people, no matter where they are, but your ability to influence them, I assume, comes out. And I'm interested, like, how did the younger, you know, when you're first getting into the game, Ryan, the younger Ryan compared to the older Ryan now in terms of leadership. Can you talk on that? Oh, man. <laughs> I can talk on that. Uh, it's very, very interesting. I think for – I had to step away from the sports world for a number of years because I don't think the young Ryan was ready to be a coach. I didn't even like to be called coach. Uh, even though I was a coach, because I was still in that mind, that athlete mindset. I was in the competitive mindset. And I'm just lucky that I had the wherewithal to see, like, hey, these aren't my peers anymore. Like, I'm helping them to achieve something that I wasn't able to achieve for one reason or another, but that's not my job to be competitive with them. I need to serve them. And so I needed to step away to really understand that so I could move forward and be great in the service of people uh and you know that's that's one big thing that i learned that i am in the service industry we are most all of us are in the service industry right whether it be a politician you are serving the people whether you work at a restaurant whether it doesn't matter whether you're a, a vibe curator by way of a musician or you know it doesn't matter you are you are serving people and i think that when you put that first i think that's when you see the biggest difference of the authenticity and people's understanding of the brand, right? Whether it be, like you said, your favorite, favorite performance quote, coach to a coach that works on, specializes on glutes and whatever else, when, when they understand who it is that they serve and they know their purpose, that's when you really hear 
all those things that you want to hear from somebody, but you know, a, a leader and they lead well. I think that your question was about leadership and how I lead on a daily um, with my athletes. I think everything starts from the top down, right? If you look at any business, any organization that may be struggling, that may be floundering, that may be flourishing, you always got to look at the top. Like, what is the top doing correct or doing right? What are they doing wrong? What are they doing incorrect? And you'll find uh, everyone below them kind of pretty much falls in line, right? Because that's just how it works. And so for me, I give a lot of examples, especially to my younger athletes, uh, just, or just anyone that'll listen. It could be a seasoned vet. Seasoned vets want to be coached. So don't think that these guys don't want to be coached. Everybody wants to be coached because everybody wants to be better, right? Kobe example. Kobe always had coaches forever and never stopped having coaches. Uh, but I use every opportunity to talk about to talk about leadership, right? Whether someone's right or wrong, I don't necessarily tell my athletes that someone's right or wrong, unless it was just very blatant, right? I just use it as examples of, hey, this is one leadership style, this is another leadership style. And then understanding the difference between leadership and managing, right? And, and understanding those small differences, I think are huge, right? A leader is someone who definitely inspires, you know, or somebody you might aspire to be to. A manager, I think, is someone who's like, dot, 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 check, check, check. And, you know, you don't really get much inspiration there. Um, and that's not my definition. That is the definition <laughs> uh, of those things. But I think in understanding those those concepts and those leadership roles are big. Um, and uh, like I said, once you find, for me, once I found my voice and I knew kind of who I was and also what I wanted, what I wanted to bring to this industry, uh, it really helped my my leadership style out and helped me to be a far better leader. Man, you touched on something right there that I that I don't want to gloss over. Like you found your voice, like who you who you are, your purpose. I think that's huge. And if you don't understand like what your purpose or your or what your passion, then you're you you won't be able to to reach. People always talk about reach their full potential. Which, what if you don't even know who you are? Number one. If you don't know who you are, you're not going to reach that potential. And there's a lot of times what we have to do is we have to dig a little bit deeper and, and look at some of the some of our faults or our failures in our life. And, you know, you know, talking about failures, what was can you tell us a story about like maybe when you first started and you like, man, something didn't go quite as as what you had planned. Oh man, there's a lot of those stories. Huh? Let me uh, <laughs> let me give me a good get one that doesn't, doesn't look one. too bad on me. Hold on. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this one. It won't. It won't be uh, uh, too too easy on myself. It'll be. Uh, I think something that a lot of young coaches can relate to, which is uh, lack of discipline. Right. I'll say it like that as an overarching word. But I think when I was younger, I thought that I could still do both. Right be young, go out with friends or go out, you know what I mean? Be out all late and then come come to work and come ready to coach and be spry and be on it. And I, I just think it's the, uh, I don't think it's the best way to go about it. You know, I think there's a, a way to to grow relationships with your athletes, especially if you're close in age to them. Uh, I think there's a way to grow relationships without needing to be 
out in the clubs, needing to be out doing the things. Streets. I think the way to do it. Uh, I just don't necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the, the, the streets get old real quick. That's not necessarily where you really want to live. I would say spend more time developing yourself as a coach, uh, doing more self-development, honestly, not even just on the sports side or the the uh, exercise science side. Um, I would say do a lot of self-searching. And I think that's a word we, we heard a lot in the Olympics, right, about mental health. I think it's a lot of people just hadn't done enough work on themselves. And they let a lot of things go. And it was generationally got passed down Right, generations they got passed down that people didn't deal with, and so it created difficulties. Now, while all the lights are on, everybody's watching. There's a lot of pressure, and boom, you know things can fall apart. Right, I'm not faulting anybody. Right, that's a whole separate conversation. Going about talking about Olympics and what I think, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just saying, mental health is something that's it's it's huge. It's really important, and maybe in the past. We didn't talk about it because we didn't have a name for it. In the same way, like when I was in high school, you got rocked and the coach would tell you to go back in the game. Now they put you to a concussion protocol and everything else, right? So I'm glad that we are advancing and we're getting better and we're paying attention to the individual instead of just create treating the individual as, you know, a step and repeat or another, you know, crash test dummy. I think those are great things uh, from where we're at now and how we're moving forward within society and so. But I think that's really big on knowing who you are and diving deeper into the closet, uh, into the skeletons in the closet. Love that, man. That's a great, yeah, that's great what you, what you dropping for us. Um, you know, uh, I, w when I, when I asked that question, I was listening to you, I was like, man, you know what I can, one of the biggest, <laughs> I guess, mistakes that, that I made was when I used to do camps early on when I first, you know, I finished in the NFL, thought I, w I wanted to do this training thing. I did all type of drills and stuff, and I just tried to mimic those drills with these young high school or middle school athletes. And I just did a lot of drills. All the ladder <laughs> drills, I just, hey, do this. And I would show them, I do this, and then that'll make you better. That'll make you faster. And then what happened was, as I finally, I worked with somebody who was a mentor of mine, Henry Barrera, who knew the game. He was younger than me, but he's been in the game. So having a mentor who really, you know, it, it, I saw him work and saw what he was teaching, which he was, he was teaching these athletes instead of me just doing drills. And I felt, I felt about this big when I watched him, but I, I was like, I need somebody in my life that knows more than me, that can grow me and teach me. Have, I'm interested. Have you had that type of person in your life? Both, both professionally and, and personally. Man, that is a great thing. And yeah, that's a great thing that you brought up. I think mentorship is huge. And so if you have the opportunity, anybody's listening to this, if you have the opportunity to be a mentor uh, and it's someone who you think has a lot of potential, I, I really would hope that you could make the time to, to be that mentor for them because they could be the next greatest whatever it is uh, that can help to move our society forward or make us all better human beings are better coaches. Uh, now, as far as me, when I was a young coach, I was actually really looking for a mentor at uh, one of the facilities I was at. Uh, it just didn't happen like that. So what I had to do, I had to study even harder. I had to learn even more, I had to dig deep. Hours, hours of watching film, hours of thinking about all the training I've done throughout the years to create 
even more of a system and more of a, a systematic approach to to uh, getting things done. Uh, they say that when the student is ready, the master will appear, right? Uh, later on in my life, I was able to get uh, a couple mentors that that I consider friends and brothers, and they're amazing people and highly successful uh, in their fields. And you know, mentorship with them isn't necessarily about the X's and O's because they're in a different industry. They're in the sports industry, but they do a different uh, have a different position or a different role within the industry. For for me with them, it's about the other things, right? You know, when you like, you say you make it to the top of whatever you're doing, right? How do you balance personal life, family life, when you have kids, uh, you know, everything else with their professional pursuits? Like, how, is there balance? How do you balance it? Like, what do you give up? What are you sacrificing? And those those type of things are a lot of what I get from the mentors that I have in my life now, or or other things that I don't necessarily know about, uh, you know, whether it be business-wise, right? There's a lot of things where people come from the sports world and you, as an athlete, and you just don't know a lot about the business side of things. Even if you did major in business, there's a lot that you might just be missing because things have updated or things are a little bit different. Or right when social media came around, if you were, you know what I mean? If you were a dinosaur in the marketing industry, social media came out, you're like, what? This is not going to survive. And then everything went, you know, digitized and became, you know, social media driven, you know, you're like, oh, wow, you know, it's, it's a lot. And so I think, uh, you know, having people that help to fill in the cracks for me, you know, the crack, fill in the cracks of life, you know, it's like, oh man, I have a, I have a sentence down, but I feel like there's a word or something on the motion or motive missing and uh, that's what they uh i'm very fortunate that that's what they uh they do for me mm, that's great man ryan man hey tell my listeners man how can they get more of you how can they you got a website you got you know tell us the your, your social media you have any any things that's coming up in your future for for any of my uh my listeners yeah yeah uh so my website is ripenfitness.com that's r-y-p-e-n fitness.com uh, I have a few things coming up. I've been talking to a really good friend of mine. She's a DPT, uh, very successful, very good uh, USC grad. Uh, did uh, spent time at the University of Michigan, uh, learning there and being a part of her staff. And she's gonna come out, I think, in February, and I'm gonna host a seminar here where we're gonna be talking about some of those things that I touched on today about athletes and letting go of some of the trauma that you might have uh gotten physical trauma that have gone that has resonated and looks to me became of uh, mental stress and, and mental trauma that affects you moving forward of being your best or wanting to get back out there whether it be on the track or you know on the field or whatever else it may be so uh she's going to be talking about that from the physical therapy perspective physical therapist perspective but also someone who's gone through that um and you know, give us some really good takeaways on how to be better with that. Also, I have uh, some things coming oh, up with this live? really great company called Open. Oh, that's all. Oh, that's a great question. It's going to be live. I'm going to have it uh, posted on the website on ripenfitness.com. Also, I'm going to put uh, updates in my story on Instagram. You can find me at ripenfitness, same spelling, R-Y-P-E-N, fitness. Uh, and then, so I have a partnership with this great breathwork and meditation company. Uh, it's called Open, O-P-E-N, 
and uh, I will be uh, doing a lot more uh, teaching for them on their platform, uh, kind of leading their new training category. But they have an amazing offering right now with breathwork and meditation uh, courses and classes that are currently available. Uh, and then uh, they're on their social media uh, platform, they are on Instagram specifically, they also give out tips and hints daily on honestly some of the stuff we're talking about like how to be better how to deal with mental stress like you know what breathing does for you and you know how to how to deal with burnout and all those type of issues man hey, speaking of breathing man how can you can you give us like a little tip you know because this is it's something that i've been you know I, I wouldn't say researching but i hear a lot about it and i think i do it correctly i maybe you can coach me up like what can we do to, you know, with, with the whole breathing? Like, how does that, how does that look? Do we do it standing up? Am I on my stomach? I'm on my back. How does that work? And, 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 and what are the benefits? Yeah. Of yeah. I'll give you some, some quick kind of like uh, bullet points. Uh, so this is a, a bunch of places and ways that you can, uh, can breathe, right? Whether it be sitting down, you're standing, you're, you're lying on your back, you know, or breathing during movement, like during exercise, right? Uh, so if you are stopping and pausing in order to connect, like as one would say, with your breath, I would definitely recommend having a hand on your chest, a hand on your belly, so you can feel where the air is going, right? Because that, that's a big part of, of what some people's issues are, all right? And so we would want more of your breath to be more of a horizontal breath as opposed to a vertical breath, right? If we're vertical breathing, you'll notice a lot of people are shrugging their shoulders with a lot of shoulder raise. Uh, up and okay. down uh, during their breath cycle. We want to be we want to be start by being a little more of a belly breather. As we get better and we master it, we'll feel all sides expand. So that's why I like to call it horizontal or like a three sixty uh, breather or a breath technique. Because we would want more of the air to get there uh, in the belly as opposed to being higher up and being like a throat breather or just a mouth breather. When we think about this. We're breathing in order to really uh, tap into one of two parts of our nervous system, right? Our sympathetic or parasympathetic, right? We're relaxing or we're, you know, getting ready for the fight or flight. Um, so the better we're able to master that, the better we're going to be able to master our emotions, our mindset, our cognition on the daily, uh, whether we're at work or whether we have a really tense, stressful moment because we have the national championship coming up or the Super Bowl coming up or whatever else it is. Uh, so the more we can master that breath, the more we can master ourselves. And so I would say this, just for a quick overall, if you're breathing more rapidly, uh, it's it's more of the uh, tapping into the, uh, the sympathetic and you're, you're getting ready for like battle, right? Uh, just think if something made you really mad, you know? Uh, and so you can master your breath in order to tap into that to get you into more of a ready state or the opposite would be a slower breath, a slower inhale, uh, and a slower exhale, primarily through uh, your nose in order to get you into more of a relaxed state. Mm, so I can do that like at night. Is that going to help me with my sleep? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you do it at night, if you breathe in a little bit slower, right? So if you do, like if you're like a beginning breather, I'd say if you have a longer inhale, let's say like a five-second inhale, and you have an extended exhale, let's say, let's say like an eight or a six. Uh, so breathe in on five, one, two, three, four, five. 
you can hold and then exhale for eight or six. And those breathing techniques will definitely help to calm your nervous system, which will get you into more of a, we can say a meditative state or a relaxed state, which will help you to breathe. Uh, excuse me, help you to sleep better. It help you breathe better, but it help you to sleep better. And so if you are having troubles with sleeping, there's other things you can do, whether it be nutritionally, hydration, making sure the room is blacked out, use an eye mask, uh, try to watch, you know, stress levels before, uh, you know, there's other things you can take like ashwagandha and other uh, natural uh, supplements that help you to... to ashwagandha? Yeah, ashwagandha. What is that? Yeah, so ashwagandha is, uh, it comes out of Ayurvedic medicine. Yeah, ashwagandha comes out of Ayurvedic medicine, which like originates uh, in India. And it's a, it's a root, and that root has been around for a long, long time. There's many, many studies done, and they, I think it's called like, another nickname for it is called like the God plant. So it does so many things, but ultimately what it, do, what it does is it helps to, with like oxygenation within uh, the body, uh, it helps you when you are like really, uh, you have a lot of anxiety, you have increased anxiety. It helps to 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 get you into more of that uh, parasympathetic state and helps with the stresses that may occur daily. Man, okay, I did exactly. I learned something new today. I knew I was gonna learn something new from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, man. Hey, man, before I leave, man, before I let you go, is there any other any other tips or anything, any golden nuggets you can leave my listeners with? Man, there there's a lot. I think going kind of keeping on theme today, I would say to master yourself. When, when you can learn more about who you are, others and the things that they say about you become less significant because you'll just say like, hmm, you said that about me, but that's not true. If I know me. I know who I am. So you obviously don't know who I am, so your words have no power. So you take your power back. Uh, I think that's a big thing in taking our power back as individuals and minimizing, as I would say, the energy leaks that we have uh, within, you know, just being a normal person. We have energy leaks, right? Uh, we, we were stressed out about this, we're stressed out about this. We're just, you know, worn thin. Uh, and so bringing, taking back our power, taking a moment for ourselves and knowing who we are will help us from top to bottom every day, every single day. Man, bars. That's what I'm talking about, Rhino. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. That's that was that was good. That was a that was a diamond, man. Hey, it's always a pleasure seeing your seeing your face, seeing your smile. Uh man, you light up the room. You 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 inspire. Uh I, I greatly appreciate our friendship and and I appreciate you being a guest on the shock effect. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an, in, intentionally created for 
is for those who are looking to transition, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.